Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hello, I'm your host Caroline Pudner and today I'm back at the Sheffield Institute of Education here at Sheffield Hallam University to talk to Sean Cavan, who's the Head of Business Engagement and the Chair of the University's Council for the Education of Teachers. Now, Sean is also the Festival Director of Hallam Edfest, which is taking place in June and is the topic of today's podcast. I'm also joined by Sean's colleague, Sarah Williams, who is a Senior Lecturer in Early Years and Primary Education here at the University. So welcome both of you to the podcast. Thank you. Now, maybe we could kick off just by asking, what is the Hallam Edfest? What's it all about? Well, Hallam Edfest started as an idea based in a, a major project we've been working on in the university, along with a number of external colleagues, other partner organisations, called South Yorkshire Futures. Uh, South Yorkshire Futures' start really became when they recognised that there's a, there's a lot of challenges in our region mm. in terms of education. Some of these are being met very comprehensively by schools and local authorities, individual teachers, early years settings and so on. But there are a number of challenges, particularly around what you might call the general area of social mobility, mm. which have proven to be rather intractable, really challenging. And as our Vice-Chancellor, Professor Chris Husbands, said at the start of the thinking about this project, it's the kind of challenges which are very difficult for any one individual organisation to try and address by themselves and to be successful with. So South Yorkshire Futures was initiated in order to try and provide a means by which we can bring together lots of different organisations, ones that are mainly based here, mm. but not exclusively. So we are bringing in other entities from the region, whole wider region of Yorkshire and Humber and nationally as well to think about how we can work together to try and address issues both at the, at the earliest stages of engaging with the education system between uh, the age of zero to five, mm. during that time period when people, uh, young people are at school, between roughly five and 18 to 19, and then that part of their lives where they're thinking about uh, where they want to go next, in other words, their kind of aspirations, if you like, mm. for uh, where they'd like to see themselves in terms of careers and life in general, where they'd like to live and what they'd like to be and like to do. So the project South Yorkshire Futures has these three phases, mm. and essentially it's trying to identify how we can make the best of the resources that we have here in our area, in terms of people and buildings and ideas and finances and so on, how we can draw those in from outside and make the best use of them and effectively collectively work together. It's, it's an idea, some people call it place leadership, where you have challenges and what you try and do is get the local organisations to work on the nature of those challenges and how they're manifested around here mm. and provide local solutions. But one of the interesting things about South Yorkshire is in some respects, it's a bit of a microcosm of the rest of the country. One of my lighter-hearted moments, I sort of say, you know, we are like the rest of the country, apart from the fact we don't have a beach. You know, We're not, we're not a, yeah. a coastal community, if you like, with the ch mm. challenges that come with that. So the kind of things that we want to develop, both in terms of practice within the earlier settings in the schools, but also the practice for how they work with each other, we feel would be of real interest to the rest of the country, would be really relevant to them. And one of the things we're committed to do is to actually share what's going on here. Mm. And in some ways, that brings me to the idea of what the festival is about, because yeah. what we want to do is to celebrate what's happening here, to bring together people to perhaps 
work in new kinds of ways or to reinforce the ways they're working now but not just have that as a parochial thing just for South Yorkshire. Mm. It's about how that thinking and the stimulus and the ideas and the celebration of what education is about mm. can actually be of benefit to a much, much wider audience of professionals and the people that they serve. With that in mind then, I can see why the one of the main aims of the festival is to look at the power of transformative change in education. That seems to be a really major aim of the festival. So... I suppose that was going to be my next question, actually, is why you decided to focus on that aspect of it, what you think may be about the power of transformative change. Can I ask you that? Many years of research has has demonstrated there are a number of major factors which have an impact on on where children and young people kind of end up in their lives Mm. and end up being defined in lots of different characteristics, whether you have a well-paying job or a satisfying career or you have, you're in a really happy situation, your well-being mm. is being well looked after, if, if you put it in those terms. The research has shown that education, along with health and along with social care, has a huge impact on, on what can be achieved. Now, when you're looking at the kind of social mobility challenges, they are widespread, they are complex, they have a whole number of factors which interact with each other. And what we thought was, how, how can we use the expertise and ideas and partnerships and networks that we have at the moment to try and, and chip away at those problems and kind of take a kind of structured type approach to it? And because we are an institute of education um, within a, a wider university, we felt that looking at the education dimensions of it to start off with is something where we could bring to bear the resources and ideas, all those other things I've mentioned, in a kind of cohesive type of way. So that was part of it. It's, kind of, it's like where we're coming from, but also recognising that if people have a, a solid educational experience, which that's a very generic term, but it can mean lots of different kinds of things, it really is making a difference to people, no matter what kind of socioeconomic background that they actually come from. Yeah, I mean, I've read, sorry, Sarah. I was just going to say, in the past, we've hosted a number of conferences through the years, but I think what we've seen recently is that schools are becoming less interested in coming and hearing about products and hearing about interventions to put in place and much more interested in getting into that heated debate about what are the big challenges, what are the big questions for us in school at the moment Mm. and how are we going to draw on what we do very well already or what's unique to our community and really use that as a vehicle for raising aspirations so rather than you know I think schools are acknowledging more and more that there's no one fit for any school and it's about engaging in the right sort of debates and conversations and being able to turn that into something that is going to be substantial and, and a good fit for schools so I think the festival brings a vibrance that conferences in the past haven't always. So it's less about what is coming to the conference to be shared and more about the discussion and the network that goes on. That's really interesting, yeah. So it's, you know, you might not come up with answers immediately or have, like you say, an intervention that you could just buy and mm. put in place. It's about like-minded or or even not like-minded, but just uh, like you say, it's a hub of ideas and thinking that you've got the national scene behind you of the change in education the poverty issue, the social mobility issue. But at least here, you've got a centre where you can come together and share good practice and ideas. Is that what you're envisaging, really, from the I festival? I think so. And you'll see by the lineup that there are some yeah. really, really passionate advocates of education that have mm. been out there for a long time. And I think they're bound to stimulate a lot of discussion. And I think they're bound to 
raise a, a few questions and also stimulate a lot of emotion around yeah. some of the things that we really care about. And I think it's that sort of that dynamic interaction with some of the, the yeah. things that we care about the most that will really start to get schools thinking about ways that they can do things differently to, yeah. to start to impact on those really big questions. They are, they're massive questions. Mm. Who have you got lined up? I know people listening can obviously look at your website, but you've got some really key speakers um, mm. coming, haven't you, on the, is it the debate stage that you've got? Well, we've, we've got a number of different structures to the, the festival. One, one of the, the made ones is this thing you just mentioned, that kind of debate stages. So we've got colleagues like David Laws, um, Estelle Morris, Lord Blunkett from the political field. Mm. We've got Matt, the chief executives. We've got colleagues from some major national bodies such as uh, LGBT ed, BAME ed, women ed, looking at issues of diversity and representation. Uh, they're going to lead a, a debate around uh, intersectionality, for example. We're bringing together a whole host of senior leaders from schools and multi-academy trusts in, in South Yorkshire because one of the things we, we want to try and achieve with this is to actually start looking at issues uh, not within the, if you like, the semi-parochial boundaries of one particular local authority but across all four yeah. local authorities. Yeah, this is one of the, the interesting things about doing this at a, at a South Yorkshire level. It's, it's what I, I kind of call a, a Goldilocks system in the sense of it's not so big that it's too unwieldy to actually work with and it's not so small that you can't investigate some really big challenges mm. and also not so small that it doesn't come to the attention of government which is an important part of it it's just about the right kind of size yeah. to endeavor to bring people together and if we just build on, on something that, that Sarah was just saying it is very much of a festival it is very much of a celebratory activity we do have speakers and contributors of lots of different kinds. We also have arts and performance, live music, food and things like mm. that. So it is a, there's a celebratory nature to it. There's also quite a serious underpinning part of it as well. So it's a really kind of mixed thing. But a key point is, and I've said this to a whole host of organisations we've been working with in developing this, it's not just a two-day splash. Mm. It's not just a two-day thing and then we all go back to our normal day jobs and mm. so on. My measures of performance, which are somewhat unmeasurable, which I quite like the irony of, are the number of addresses and emails and business cards and so on that are swapped with people, the number of subsequent meetings which are set up. And one of the reasons we, we set the timing for this is there's just enough time before the summer break, not necessarily to have those meetings, but to actually set them up. And the number of times that people might turn a corner and see something or listen to something and go, wow, or I didn't know that, or be stirred by something. So all those kind of unusual measures, if you like, for an event like this, mm. but that's what we want to get out of it. And we really want it to be something where people will look back at it and go, that's where I made that connection. That's where I got that idea. That's where I got the confidence to go, actually, we could make something happen here, but I need those three other people from those three other organisations. We we came up with a, if you like, a, a kind of little tagline for it, which says, organise serendipity, mm. which is a bit of an oxymoron, if you like, but that's why I chose it. But it's something which means things happen which... The individuals coming might not have expected, but those of us who have been involved, and there are many of us who have been involved in organising this, are trying to create the situation where that, where the unknown, the unexpected, the kind of the interesting, can really take place. Yeah, I can see that. It's just by setting up a, a festival that has that culture around it, that culture of openness mm. and of sharing, the people are more likely to feel like expressing their views and being able to share ideas. Uh, like what I said at the beginning about there's no maybe no answers in a debate, but it, the fact that you're debating some really important issues like child aspiration or social mobility, it may well be that people are already doing stuff that is working and it's sharing those ideas and being honest 
and it has that flavor about it i think yeah. that's what's nice about this you're not going to a conference or a festival to be told what to think or told what to do absolutely it's got a completely different feel and we're really excited to be part of it um i'm very interested in in listening to what people got to say there, yeah i think know. we have reached quite an interesting tipping point around discussion and education and i think we see that in social media, the, the yes. level of debate that goes on via Twitter now on a, around education. I don't know that many other areas or industry have grabbed hold of Twitter like education does. And the, the profile of some people that are engaging in discussion with classroom teachers and, mm. and newly qualified teachers, it, it's fantastic. It's I think it makes debate about some really quite significant topics yeah. quite engaging for people at various stages in their career. And I think if in some way festival can capture some of that energy it'll it'll be really well received the nice thing about here rather than on twitter is that you know i mean twitter has definitely got huge benefits we use it a lot and it's lovely to share practice and but here i suppose you can have a conversation it is private to you if you mm. want it to be it's private to you and that other person but yeah anything where being open and sharing good practice is great and being able to ask questions to people you've also got sean harford from ofsted haven't mm -hmm. you as well yes. so there's people from all over across the sector i wanted to ask actually because we obviously deal with primary schools if you were a primary school listening thinking about coming to the festival what would you get out of it if i was say i mean i used to be a primary teacher but if you were a teacher or a senior leader what would you what would you experience if you came to the festival yeah i think like you when i was teaching in the classroom i would go to conferences or training wanting to go and get something to bring back mm. into my classroom and i'd be like looking for that little nugget that i was going to take back I think there are opportunities to do that. There are workshops looking at particular areas of the curriculum, but also there are aspirational workshops, people who want to look at different um, opportunities to develop themselves and their leadership skills. But I think the interesting thing with the festival and the way that the program is laid out is that it's not defined by phase either. So, so if there is an area of particular interest, maybe it's to do with technology or it could be to do right. with STEM, that, that it's not defined by the age group that you're teaching as well. So there's a real mix of things on office and I think that's quite an interesting yeah. thing. And I think this, the Friday and the Saturday programme offer something different too. Okay, and like what you were saying earlier, Sean, it, this is about these big issues for whatever phase a child is in. And, oh, yes, you know, very much so, yeah. You think of poverty and lack of reading opportunity or a narrow curriculum is just as relevant to primary as secondary. Yeah. And actually, you can't work in a isolation. When you're a primary teacher, mm -hmm. you have to have an eye for both the phases that adjoin that uh, and beyond as well. And uh, Well, I think it's one of those matters of, of, of the festival breaking down boundaries, mm. and it, including between phases, yeah. including geographical location, including types of school, including the kind of nature of the catchments, which the schools and early years settings, and between early years settings and schools as, a, as an entity as well, because there sometimes seems a bit of an artificial yeah. separation between them. So yeah. breaking down boundaries at organisational or individual level, ideas level, is, is part of what we want to get out of it. I think one of the things I'd, I'd add really is the, in, in terms of the part of the rationale why we're doing it and what we want to achieve from it is I describe it as a, a, a kind of a tripartite dialogue taking place. I'd regard that as being successful if this works. And what I mean by that is that the first part of the dialogue is local organisations coming along and finding out what else is going on in mm. our area. You might paraphrase that saying that I didn't know that happened five miles down the road. Mm. Can I come and talk to you? The second part of the dialogue is for other organisations, both regionally and nationally, to find out more about what's happening 
in South Yorkshire for a whole variety of reasons. One is to kind of get ideas from us. Another one, which is, is really to do with the kind of economic developments, social economic developments of the area, which is about organisations thinking to move here. And one of our major uh, sponsors, uh, TES Resources, They've just moved here. They've got 250 staff in a building just opposite where we're speaking at the moment. Very high-tech organisation, global reach in terms of what they do. And one of the reasons they came to this area was it was an interest in the education system, but it also informed their decision. You know, is this an area which is uh, where the schools and other education settings are producing young people with a particular talents and skills, which will get them jobs in the new emerging sectors? And digital and tech is a big issue yeah. for South Yorkshire and a growing issue along with engineering and manufacturing and more specialised natures. Mm-hmm. So part of what attracts employers to come here is the kind of workforce that is local is developed through the school system. There's another more subtle factor, actually, which is also about when people are thinking to relocate their organisations, existing organisations here, looking to persuade their current employees to move to an area. One of the first questions is, particularly if they have children, but even if they're thinking about it, I know it, what you're going to say. Is, yeah. <laughs> what are the schools yeah, like? What's yeah. the education system like? What am mm. I actually moving to? Mm. So improving the what happens in those organisations, both individually and collectively, is a real long-term thing. Yeah. It's got long-term benefits. It's the immediacy is about making them as good as possible, as most effective as possible for the young people that they're serving, because they only get one pass through the system. Mm. If it takes three years and you start off in Y4 and it's Y7 by the time the changes are made. You know, you kind of you've missed something yeah. out, but it's also this longer-term investment to make the area a higher profile than it is in the moment mm. for people to think about inward investment, and that leads on to the aspiration strand, which I mentioned at the, yeah. the start of our conversation. The third part of the dialogue essentially is about where there is expertise elsewhere in the country. So colleagues based in London in the Black Country Challenge and the London Challenge, the work that's gone on in Manchester, for mm. example, over the last few years. The national bodies like the Association for Science Education and other national super associations at the Charter College for Teaching and so on, they're coming along and bringing ideas and practice which has been developed elsewhere, which we can learn from. Mm. So this is, in some senses, brings us back to why the university is doing this, in that one of our roles is, as a kind of engine of change, if you like, is about bringing new ideas in, Mm. not just ones that's created by us as an organisational entity, but also through the networks, national and international networks that we've got. Mm. And we see that's part of the role, a kind of a a civic responsibility Mm. to make those connections and bring people in. And the festival is a really good, exciting and stimulating way of doing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I spoke to your colleague, obviously, Sam Twizzleton, the other month about that. And she's told us that that was, you know, that was very much the role of this institute. Uh, It was a a coming together of of people and and sharing good practice. So it's the perfect setting to have the festival. And I I mean, can people who are listening who don't live nearby, everyone's welcome, aren't they? uh, Oh, absolutely. It's a place for everyone to come. This is why I have this model of the the tripod dialogue it, it's not just for organizations mm. in south yorkshire it, is, it has a localism to it if you like but if you remember what i was saying a little while ago that we are a microcosm of the country yeah. so things that happen here things that can be developed here things that can occur here yeah. are relevant elsewhere we would be delighted in fact some of the first tickets that were sold were from colleagues based down in oxford which i was delighted oh, that's to fantastic. see yeah. so it's and it, it is this other point i'll make and we're telling all our contributors uh, speakers and performers mm. uh, musicians and so on that when they're coming and doing the thing that they're contributing is to really have the engagement of the audience in mind mm. because everybody here is a festival goer they're not delegates not speakers they're all festival goers they're all equal we want to have real informed, meaningful, stimulating, fantastic, interesting, controversial 
dialogue taking place yeah. and everybody's part of that so people bringing their own ideas and their own experiences that that's really what we want to okay. happen with so people are welcome from from everywhere sheffield is for those of you listening who are some distance from sheffield it's very very easy to get here yes i'll very, vouch very for that easy. i live here and it's yes. so, it's so central mm. and it's it's a wonderful welcome you get as well and you're and where i'm sitting now with sean and sarah is extremely close to the station as well so it's a, a very very convenient place to get to mm. and a wonderful city my favorite city Orange so yeah. um yeah and it's uh, the festival no whistles allowed no wellies we, this is a <laughs> Oh, there's no, there's no, somebody asked me, a colleague asked me the other day, are we going to have a festival dress code? <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that. No, <laughs> just come as, come as you are. But it, sound, it sounds fabulous, um, Sarah and Sean. Thank you so much for talking to me about it. And we, like I said, we're very excited to be part of it and look forward to listening to the inspirational speakers and to really, like you say, not make it a one-off thing, just to think, well, what can this lead to uh, and what change? You, you're talking about transformative change in education, but it's the people that are leading education and the people that are working on the front line who together will make an impact, you know, as well as politicians. And it's a huge range, but actually getting together with people is the way forward, isn't it, if you're going to make any changes. So thanks very much for your time. And, uh, and to you, Sean. You're very welcome. Uh, and so, listeners, if you're interested in coming to the festival, it's on, uh, what's the actual dates again, it's the, Sean? It's Friday the 14th and Saturday the 15th That's it. of June. Of June. Yes, the, um, the website is hallamedfest.org. UK okay. and you can you get information there. We're, we're obviously as these things happen, writing more and more information week by week. We're very active on Twitter. We've still got some new speakers joining us and some new contributors of all different kinds to do about. So you can get the up to date information there, and, and buy the tickets as well. And for, for yeah. colleagues who are NQTs or RQTs in schools, because we've been very successful in getting the sponsorship, including from Cornerstone itself, mm. which we're very very happy about. We've been able to uh, provide a dramatically reduced cost of tickets for NQTs and RQTs and current trainees because they're the future of the system. Yeah. And NYETs as well, it's for the, for the year settings. So we really wanted to make sure that the cost wasn't a barrier. Tickets are, are really very, very cheap. But it's also why we've chosen the Saturday as well as the Friday, mm. really, to just kind of maximise access for people to be able to come mm. and, and share and participate and contribute and feel that they are very much part of the festival. Brilliant. And we'll put a, a link to that with this podcast, as always. We'll put a link to the Hallamed Fest website where you can get your tickets. So uh, we really hope you can come and join us there. It, it, it's such a, an amazing lineup. So when you look on the website, you will hopefully be really inspired to come along, even if it's just for part of a day or the whole day. You may want to stay the two days. You may want to camp. <laughs> Who knows? But oh, uh, it sounds fantastic. So thank you ever so much um, to you both for your time and that's it for today's podcast until next time goodbye